Greetings, everybody. This is the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and I, for some reason, turned into a 1970s radio announcer. I'm Matt. I'm the host. Uh, with me this week are two fantastic co-hosts, as they usually are. Uh, first up, she's real tired, Anne Stickney. Anne, what have you been up to this week, other than chauffeuring people around? You should have introduced Mitch first, because I have I things have. to say. <laughs> well, that's fine. We hey know Mitch is just going to talk about Mitch Animal Crossing. No, that's me. We'll go ahead um, and yeah, bring Mitch hi. in, and then, and then I will Mitch. get to my things that I have to say. Because I have things, like with a capital T, things to say. Okay, Mitch, you go. Hi, everybody. I'm here, too. <laughs> like a, it's just a pile of stuff at the beginning of the show. I'm very sorry, folks. Uh, did we did mention, mention I'm tired? tired. <laughs> Anyhow, I uh, since last week, I have been catching up on Marvel movies like crazy. Uh, I need to see... Well, need is a strong word. Um, but I haven't seen Thor 2 or Spider-Man Homecoming yet. And, you know, obviously Infinity War because of waiting Thor, until... Thor 2, Thor 2 is, is kind of... I've heard... Yeah, exactly. That that was sort of... Uh, it. I'm gonna, I'll stick up in defense of Thor 2. It is not the greatest movie, but it is interesting to watch just because you get to watch Chris Hemsworth, like, develop the character. Chris Hemsworth yeah. is actually a surprisingly underrated actor, and he's done some interesting things with Thor, so it's worth watching just to see that. I agree, uh, and in, in my whole watch-through of it, like, I ended up, you know, people suggested movies here and there, and most of them I could actually find on streaming services that I already had, so... I haven't really had to pay for more than maybe one of them to rent. And I ended up watching Iron Man 3, which is, you know, the other one people kind of categorize with Thor 2. And I didn't think it was bad. I haven't thought any of the movies were Iron like... Iron Man 3 was pretty decent. I, I Thor 2, don't get me wrong, Thor 2 was not a bad film. I think what disappointed me about Thor 2 was that I was hoping that Eccleston would have like a larger role in it. And he barely got no, to do I, anything. That, yeah, no, he's there is certainly a lot to be said about how the movie had some missed opportunities and I I am totally there for such criticisms of that movie. Cuz I love but, him as an actor. I think he's fantastic oh, yeah. and his run on Doctor Who is still like my favorite. <laughs> she watched the leftovers. Yeah, I love but, that. Anyway, so many of his movies. Anyway, we're going to introduce Any- Anne now, and then she's going to say things. Uh, hi, Anne. Also, Animal Crossing, just throwing that out there. We, in case yeah. we, we already it. introduced me. We're just in a pile of introductions and things right now. Um, Animal Crossing, yeah, Animal Crossing's been... But beyond that, you guys remember when I said that I was thinking about boosting a Death Knight? Yep. Oh, so that yeah. I could go ahead and do the Class Hall quest? I have a problem with this, because I did. I decided to do it, and I went ahead and did so. Um, I did so... Instead of boosting a character that was uh, like a trial character, what I did was I went in on a trial. I did the unholy chain just to see it. Um, and it was okay. And then I went back and I made an actual Death Knight alt at level 55 and got it up to level 60. And the reason that I did this was because I don't have a max level alchemist. So I figured... Did you select alchemy? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Uh, and specifically so that when I boosted, it would boost those professions as well. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't do that if you just boost from a character trial. It won't It won't do anything from, with From a level 100 trial, no. From 60 or above, it automatically selects professions if you right. have Right. It's called that. a veteran bonus or whatever. Yeah. So I played, I played through the Death Knight starting experience, and I had some wonderful flashbacks to when we all leveled... <laughs> Death Knights on the leveling stream. Corvax, why? Corvax, yeah, with Corvax, but also just we were we were helping Rossi make his dead character, and it was great because we all played dead char- dead versions of our characters. It was just I popped into that stream for like two seconds. It was that stream was, was a weird stream, and it was so much fun. Um, I don't know about you, Rossi, but I had like a really good time on that. Um, uh, I still can't actually do another Death Knight because it's never going to match up. It, it'll never. The experience <laughs> does not live. It's just not the same. <laughs> Anyway, just just I remember at one point Liz was like just just killing everything. Liz Liz got really into the Death Knight experience. She I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, she <laughs> was she was just murdering everybody in sight. I think that's why Corfax ultimately was was so harsh because Corfax took her out first, and I was like, oh god. He just he took out everybody, and then he just kept taking people. Even when even when Tyrion was like, okay, you guys are cool, we're gonna get along now. Corfax is still there in the background. <laughs> no, Corfax is no! just killing people. <laughs> 
I'm going to kill everything. It was so funny. Anyway, so I boosted the Death Knight. And the whole reason that I did this was so that I could play through the Death Knight class all campaign because I was really interested in seeing. I mean, I've heard of, obviously I've read up on what goes on, but I haven't actually seen it in game. And it's kind of different when you see it in game, right? Yeah. <sighs> It started me off after the class hall quest line had already started. Where did it start you off? Hello, weather. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Angelic chimes. <laughs> anyway. It just has music now. <laughs> Whenever I talk, chimes It go. starts you after Nazgrim. Like, oh, Nazgrim what? is already there. Yeah. That was cool. So here's I was doing the, that. Here's, here's the deal. Here's what happens when you boost a death knight and you don't have any idea I know what happened like I know what happened so it's not that much of a difference although I'm really angry that I don't well I'm not angry I'm just upset that I don't get to play through those moments because that's part of the quest chain and that's something that I really wanted to experience what really annoys me though is that I'm thinking in terms of a new player who is boosting a death knight and wants to experience that story they get plopped into an experience where they do not know that they were ordered to raise the four horsemen they don't know that the lich king asked them to do this and they don't know that they were the one that went and got nazgrim like yeah skips all of that now i'm curious what other boosted characters like where they come into their storylines but the death knight one's one of the it's one of the best out there, if not the best, and those right. are all important parts. And the of it. thing is, is is like it's a really lore heavy experience, so it, it only skips. And you know what? I sent in a ticket about it because I was I couldn't find the the quest that I needed to start, which was you know the Return of the Four Horsemen or whatever. I couldn't find it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that one's already completed." And I'm like, "What do you mean it's already completed? That's like a pivotal part of the storyline, and you're saying it's just done? Like I just boosted to one ten and it's done already?" And the same thing with Good the Nazgrim thing. You know like, it's done, it's done already? I know already? what they did. I know what they did. I know what their thought was. It's because they wanted to give you Nazgrim as a champion right off the bat. Well, yeah, but plus, because when you do and you level up uh-huh. at level 100, you get Nazgrim early. Yeah. Nazgrim, I He's had like your Nazgrim, first champion, I think. I had, like, Nazgrim and Kultira and... Well, the, all, two, and what, the two that they send you after, the first two that they send you after is obviously Nazgrim, because they send you to go get him, right? And then Thessarion, who's there, yeah. you just ask him, hey, you want to be one of my champions? And he's like, yeah, sure, sup. You don't actually, like, do anything with him. But, like, Except that he's the one that gives you the Kaltira quest right around level 104. Yeah, and I, I guess that you still get to do that quest, because this is, like I said, it's three quests into that chain. But at the same time, it's like the thing about Nazgrim, that's a big deal. Like, that's a big lore moment. And I understand that you want to start players off with, like, a couple of champions for their mission table or whatever. Although I don't know why, because I haven't even done anything with the mission table. I don't know where it is in my order hall. It's somewhere. I don't care. I'm it's actually right up front. It's right up front. It's pretty easy to find if you I, want. I'm busy there's doing a, quests. Yeah, I'm busy no, doing... No, it's not there. What are you talking it should about? Be. There's a troll it's in the dude. center. Oh. Yeah, it's like right in the center. There's a troll dude. He he does the missions for you. Huh? It should be. Right I think there. he does upgrades or something. Yeah, uh, whatever. He does upgrades. Doesn't, yeah. There's doesn't a matter. table. There's a mission table there, and it's letting me pick which zone I'm going to go to. But that's it. Should be in there somewhere. But I kind yeah. of figured. I just didn't really explore all that much because, like I said, the mission table. I don't care about missions. I'm level one ten. Why do I care? I don't. What I do care about is going and doing all the story stuff. So, yeah, I just, I, I understand. I mean, I get that they wanted to start you with a couple of champions or whatever, but maybe that's, you should have let people, yeah. like, actually experience that part of the story, considering that is the big introductory hook for that particular class all campaign. I could see skipping it with, like, oh, I don't know, the Rogue Order Hall, because your first champions really aren't that important. And it's the same thing with, like, the Hunter Order Hall. The first couple of champions, really not that important. It's not like it's hitting you with a shovel full of lore right off the bat. The Death Knight story is. I think the Druid story, to a degree, it does that as well. And I imagine that there are other classes where it does that for you. Um, I know Priest. Priest was pretty extensive right off the bat. It was kind of neat. But yeah. I just, I don't get it. And I feel like I wasted my boost. 
I mean, I didn't because obviously there's all this other questing to do, but at the same time, I kind of do because I'm like, oh, so you're basically telling me that I'm never going to be able to experience that moment unless I go back and I level up a Death Knight from scratch. Yeah, and that was, I mean, again, it's stuff you can look up and you can, you know, watch on YouTube even, but it's not the same thing. And I remember when I was raising Nazgrim, like, I I took a screenshot because I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it. Like, I'm outside Orgrimmar and look at all the. It's supposed to be this big pivotal moment. And they just like they're like never mind i'm like come no you on. did that already remember <laughs> so that's my thing that i have to talk about in blizzard i don't know what your reasoning is but maybe you should come up with some other way around that because what you're essentially doing is you're confusing anybody who decides to boost a death knight and isn't familiar with that class hall campaign they don't they aren't going to know why they're doing what they're doing. They're not going to understand why it's important. They're not going to understand any of that. And I guess if you're paying for a boost, maybe you aren't really paying for the lower experience or whatever. But at the same time, it makes me mad. Yeah. I, I I also think the boosts are a Battle for Azeroth thing, where and we're kind of in that weird interim. So like, if someone purchases a boost after Battle, eh, battle for Azeroth is out... It's likely so they can go straight into that content. But again, yeah. I, I agree with everything you've said. I just I've, I just love that you said badger for Azeroth because I want badger there to be a giant, for Azeroth. Yeah, oh. I want there not to be a giant badger going. Hello, I'm the Azeroth badger. Welcome to Badger for Azeroth. <laughs> you thought that there was a world soul, but it's just badgers. Sorry. Badger, <laughs> Alrighty. Well, well, that's a twist. <laughs> now that we've you know completely confused everyone as to what's going on in the next expansion we should probably talk about some top stories sure uh, one of the top stories that uh i did wasn't in the email so these guys may not know i'm going to mention it but is that um after a basically eight year prosecution attempt uh, a hacker got a year in prison and uh, it was for, like a thirty thousand dollar fine i think yeah something like that it was Pretty interesting. Um, what happened? Uh, I can't pronounce his name without actually having it in front of me, and I don't have it in front of me. So, if you guys could talk about the case a little bit, I'm going to open this article so I have it. I don't actually know his name either. I'm opening that too. But um, Kalen was... Mateus, I think, is how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes, Kalen Mateus. And yeah, it was for DOSing. I yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. necessarily well. hacking per se, so much as targeted DDoS attacks, and he was specifically targeting people. It was. It was so dumb. He was, yeah, he was targeting people in his own guild that he had problems with for loot, you know, distribution. It he, was loot. It was all loot disputes. And the thing is, is the best part is this, this was taking place in Wrath of the Lich King. This was 2010 that he did this. Uh, he's also guilty, for, apparently, of attempted uh, theft from a major uh, computer distribution company. But those charges were dropped because they got them on the World of Warcraft stuff because Blizzard's records are just that good. Um, Blizzard actually was capable of providing them with all the information they needed to prosecute him. Uh, wow. So he was extradited. He was extradited only last year. He, he was charged quite a long time ago. They only extradited him last year. And uh, I believe he actually pled guilty um, and was sentenced to a year in prison and a $30,000 fine this year. But but yeah, as Ian pointed out, he was behaving like every jerk you've ever had in your guild who just throws up a stink about loot dropping or not getting enough raid time. But in, instead of just being a jerk in the forums and, and making you unhappy that you're in the guild with him, he actually orchestrated DDoS attacks to get people that he was gilded with so they couldn't get online so they couldn't raid so he would get their raid spot that was pretty much the extent of it was he wasn't performing as well as he could have and his raid leaders were picking other people over him because obviously their numbers were better or whatever and instead of just sucking it up and taking it and getting better like working on whatever performance issues he may have been having he decided that he would ddos the other people in the raid, the ones that replaced him, so he could get his spot back. Seems like DDoSing actually would take more work than just learning how to play your class. Yeah, you know, you think? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. When I first read about it, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was, wow, Blizzard's really serious about all this. But the second thing that came to mind was, for real, dude, you, you yeah. couldn't just, yeah. you know... And it's like, I hope that whatever whatever epics you got from, like, you know... Trial of the Crusader, we're worth a year in prison eight years down the road, man, because congrats. It, uh. it just reminds me, like, 
something was wrath was wrath just the expansion for this kind of thing because i remember like the guild that i was in in wrath we were doing ice crown citadel and we had like this ring around a rosy of people that would come in and get mad that they didn't get loot like immediately or they didn't get loot over somebody who had been consistently raiding for like a year and a half or whatever um and it's like dude you've been here for two weeks they've been here for two years I don't think we had that <laughs> There's issue There's a DKP in system in place, you know, whatever. And, and, like, they would throw fits. And, well, you remember our guild leader, Rossi, because it yes. was the same guy. It was the same angry guy. Angry Eeyore, yeah. I was going to okay, no, He was disgruntled Eeyore. He wasn't angry. He was just, he wasn't mad. He was just disappointed a yes, lot. Yes, he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very much. He was, like, the raiding paladin personification of, I'm not upset. We just... I should have known bad. better. I'm just disappointed. But I yeah, really, I shouldn't have expected so much from you. It's my fault. <laughs> it, <laughs> he, kind of so like they would come to him and they would tell him, you know, they'd be like, "Look, I need to start getting some loot, or I'm going to leave the raid." And he's like, "Okay, bye." Bye. Like, he yeah. just he didn't care. If you came to him with loot drama, he would tell you to go away. And if that meant you left the guild, that was okay because there was a long line of people waiting to replace whoever walked. So it wasn't like he had, he just had no patience or tolerance for any of that stuff. And I think we went through, I can think of at least like a half a dozen people, like even before you got in the raid, like you got in the guild, Rossi, that Mm -hmm. were like, they were there for three weeks and then they left because they were they just wanted loot. That's all they wanted. That, that continued into my time there, and I remember it. I even remember... Um, Cataclysm, everybody seemed to, like, collectively mellow out. Yeah, Cataclysm, although there were still some people who just vanished. I remember, I think Cataclysm, and we're really not talking about the news story, so we should move on, but uh, Cataclysm was the expansion where I found myself, like, you know, this is going to be my time to be a Fury Warrior. I'm going to DPS. End of the expansion. What am I doing? I'm leapfrogging, I'm leapfrogging around trying to get bloods to stick to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be fair, you were a really good tank. So he's. Wrath was also, it had the, I'm pretty sure still the most concurrent players, and it was also the one where Blizzard kind of you know, made those alt catch-up mechanisms, so I think people had a different sense of how easy it was to get gear. Well, and they introduced LFR, too, at that point. Or, well, not LFR, LFG. The LFG, the Dungeon Finder system. LFR was, yeah, that was Cataclysm. Yeah, but but Cataclysm, uh, especially at the very start with the heroic dungeons being stupidly hard, Mm -hmm. um, that sort of, I think, reset people's expectations. Plus, you know, there were just fewer people around. But still, don't DDoS. Don't do it. It's definitely, I feel like there have been other people who've done this kind of thing over the years, and I I feel like this is Blizzard, you know, working alongside the FBI here is basically saying, no, we do, we take this seriously. You are attacking us. This is not some funny thing you can do to get a raid spot. This is jail time. (laughs) So if for whatever reason you ever had this idea, you wanted to do this, don't have that idea. It's a bad idea. Stop having the idea right now. But uh, right now, um, we're going to move over to Anne because she has something to talk about. If you enjoy our show, consider checking out Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. And with Curiosity Stream, you can watch over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries wherever you happen to be. It's kind of like Netflix, but it's just for documentaries and education, which might sound boring, but it's really not because there's some fascinating documentaries out there about a wide variety of topics. Um, Curiosity Stream, they also have a ton of original educational programming like Stephen Hawking's favorite places you could try the service with a one week one week free trial and subscriptions start at 2.99 a month and they also add new shows every week so it's kind of worth sticking around anyway and it's hey it's cheaper than Netflix but there's like i said there's a lot of good stuff on there again you can find that at blizzardwatch.com/curiosity where every new subscription supports our show and everything that we do all right well thank you very much uh Going back to top stories, uh, one of the top stories is something Mitch has kind of been talking about, so I've wanted to talk about it. Uh, what is going on with Heroes of the Storm and Luchadors? Can, can you like explain um, this to me? Because I've, yeah, I've tried so, to follow it, and I don't know what else. Heroes is back to the thing where they, they start teasing something at the beginning of the week and then you know tease it like every 24 hours. Um, it started out with a, a puppy in like a Luchador mask, uh, and that was it. it I mean, technically, technically, it was a GIF or gif i'm gonna say gif i prefer gif um of a puppy in a luchador mask uh but that was it and we had 
you know, no clue. Was this a Dorado map? Was this an event? Was this Sombra being released as a hero? Um, The only clue we had was that there looked to be a sign behind the puppy that said Nexomania, which is Nexomania, like Wrestlemania. Um, But we couldn't even quite make that out. And then yesterday... They tweeted out another little cryptic clue, and I believe it was Diablo and Garrosh in like luchador masks as well. Um, and I'm calling Diablo El Diablo because lots of people are calling him El Diablo, and it's just it's perfect. But that seemed to be the sign that you know, okay, this is probably not a new hero or a map; it's probably an event. Uh, and then today they confirmed it with yet another tweet that was uh, Sonia and Lunara. Uh, which is kind of an interesting pairing, especially uh, with with the looks that they've been given. And they they made a, the tweet in Spanish and then like translated it. Um, basically says like Nexomania coming soon. Um, but that's I mean that's the extent of what we know. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be probably officially like detailed tomorrow. Slash I'm gonna just today throw this. I'm going to throw this out there because I've heard this rumor and I want you to confirm or deny it because I'm the kind of person who forces you to do things you can't possibly really do. Okay. Are we getting Sombra? I mean, take a stand, man. No, you don't not think right so? now. Not right now. Okay, so you, you do not think we're getting Sombra this week. I think it would be really cool if we did. And that would be a really good way to surprise the community. But I don't think we are. Um, I feel like, I mean, in the past when I've set my expectations to like, Oh, maybe they're, you know, it's doing a secret reveal in addition to this reveal, and they never really have. So that's sort of what I'm basing this off of. I don't think we're getting Sombra. I think she could be a good addition later on at some point. Uh, she definitely has a cool skill set that would be fun to play around with uh, in Heroes of the Storm. But I think this is just a Nexomania event. I don't oh. necessarily know. I have know something what to say. Yes? Okay, what is it? If we don't get Deckard Kane in a Unitard and a Luchigod luchador mask i'm gonna be really upset yeah, yeah i and that's another thing i don't know if <laughs> I, I want I to see remember. deckard kane i want to see old man kane hit the ring like come on <laughs> only if he hobbles down using his he hobbles stuff. down with the cane and the cane has like Get ribbons on it and stuff to bring the pain train <laughs> be fantastic stay yeah. a while and get wrecked <laughs> um Taste the elbow of fruit pain. <laughs> I, I'm curious to see, because that's that's four skins. Of, oh, God. Um, they have revealed a number of skins already, and I'm curious to see how many they actually end up coming out with, because we have, you know, like I said, Sonya, Lunara, Diablo, and Garrosh. And I can't remember how much they've done for previous events. But I'm hoping it'll be on the PTR next week, or even live servers next week. Uh, my guess is it'll probably be, they'll have like the in-development blog out either today or tomorrow. Let's and then... get more information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We broke Anne. That's, that's yeah, okay. we did. She Did we mention Anne? I'm sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> yeah. It reminds, that reminds me of uh, how I met your mother joke. But we, we don't know later on. No, uh, we don't have right. time. Let's uh, talk briefly about the new Pink Mercy skin, because that sure. looks like something people are cool about. Uh, oh, I don't remember awesome. exactly. I know it's for breast cancer research, but I don't know exactly who it's for. Who, who gets the money for that one? Oh, it's uh, the... Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Okay, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you play Mercy a lot and happen to want to get a new cool skin, uh, I have to say I've seen it quite a few times. That One of the favorite memes on the Internet right now seems to be, like, people in pink mercy just ruining the aesthetic of their team like yeah. it's oh one, yeah, one of the uh, ones i've seen yeah. is like you know a lot of people it's like the, the, ruining the goth aesthetic is the one i saw which was like a bunch of people all in black except for pink mercy and then oh look at the other team and the other team was also a bunch of people all in black all with a pink mercy <laughs> so i've i found that amusing so it's an incredible looking skin it's 15 dollars uh 100% of the proceeds go to the breast cancer research foundation um, the amazing the, part is it's not just a skin though it comes with like a custom yes. suite of sound effects for her skills and everything so it's not just a skin that you're paying for here and yeah you might think $15 wow that sounds pretty steep or whatever it's for charity it's a charity. The, it's like buying a charity pet through World of Warcraft yeah the other complaint or not other 
other complaint. Uh, just a complaint I've seen is it it's per console. So if you happen to have the game on more than one console, um, you know, if you want to get it, if you have it on all three consoles and want to get it on all three consoles, you have to spend 45 bucks, which, yeah, you do. But at the same time, 100% of the proceeds go to Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So, Plus, I mean, it, I, if you're really playing Overwatch on a PS4 and on an Xbox and on a PC, I, I, I don't know, man. You feel like you can afford the 45 bucks for a Mercy Scan at this point. Yeah. Um, but it, they're also um, they're doing various stream uh, events like... If you tune in, I think there's actually one today, oh, that is Wednesday, um, where if you tune in, you can, I can't remember if it's automatically unlocked or if it's a chance to unlock. I, I don't know exactly the details, but you can get in-game like sprays and emotes and, not emotes, sprays and um, icons, I believe. Stuff like that, just for watching Twitch streams. And they're all Pink Percy themed. Yeah, exactly. And there's actually, um, you don't have to watch any uh, streams to get it. We can, you know, spam it right now in chat if we want. There's Mercy... Uh, it's like the pink wings and a mercy face, a pink mercy face, uh, uh, just in global Twitch, which mm-hmm. is they did something similar for um, StarCraft's 20th anniversary where they had the different races like in a heart shape. Um, so they're doing all that. They're also releasing shirts. Um, and I believe it's $15 of the $30 the shirt cost goes towards. So it, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's half the proceeds. Yeah, it's it's a really kind of big thing that sort of came out of nowhere. Um, and it's it's really cool of them to do it. And the Pink Mercy looks amazing in all aspects. Like, again, the sounds, the animations. The shirt um, is really pretty, too. The shirt is really pretty, too. Yeah. Like, it's it's just all around awesome. Um, and, it's you know, I'm, I'm happy to see Blizzard do stuff like that. This is this is what I, I sort of expected this last October out of Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Because they released a bunch of pink skins. And it was just... There was nothing about them it was just hey we're releasing pink skins on in october and there wasn't another word about it and i really when they were showing off the preview i thought it was going to be some sort of donation but i'm glad to see them do it with overwatch and hopefully they'll do you know more kinds of stuff like this in the future Alrighty. well one other thing we should talk about uh, i think and did you write this up uh the war mode has been talked about the system that's beyond the beta right now there is actually there's a couple of different things going on with pv they've talked a lot more about what's going to be happening in pvp um i don't did we talk about did we talk about this stuff last week no we did no, not not the, not the not the ranks and all that okay because i know that we already discussed bounty hunting and all of that Right? Yeah, bounty hunting yeah. we knew about last week. but Did the, we talk about it? Was... I can't remember if we talked about the whole bounty hunting thing and the gear scaling thing. I think we talked about bounty hunting. Cause, I mean, we talked about it at some point. I don't know if it was during the pre-show, but we talked about, like, you know, hunting people on vanilla because, you know, people always wanted to kill certain players and stuff like that. Right. Well, anyway, um, they released some more details about what's going to be going on with PvP. Uh, War Mode, by the way, has been unlocked on the beta, so people can go play that now. If they want to, if you've got beta access, you can go check it out. Uh, To activate war mode, you have to be in a capital city. You turn it on, and then you go out, and you are kind of phased in with people who are also experiencing war mode, which means that they actively want to be PvPing. This is kind of the alternative to PvP servers. They're going bye-bye. There's not going to be a PvP server anymore. It's just if you want to PvP, you can opt into it, and it'll put you with other people who are also there to PvP. So basically um, every server can be either a PvP or a PvE server yeah, based on your choice. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah, and um, I mean, you, you get split up, so you're not, I mean, instance, you're instanced differently. Uh, so you're never going to run into a PvP player and... You're not going to be, you know, there's not going to be any, yeah, there's not going to be any griefing involved as far as that goes. If you, if you are flagged for PvP, it's because you are opting into war mode. And if you do not want to be flagged for PvP and you'd rather just quest in peace, you can go turn that off in a capital city and you don't have to do it anymore. So I think that that's pretty cool. The fact that they are doing this. Um, oh, for, absolutely. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like PvP servers like any other server out there and I'm speaking as somebody from an RP server who there are plenty of people on our server who don't RP they're just there they don't make trouble for anybody usually if they do we report them okay but there are plenty of people out there who had to roll on a PVP server it's not the play style that they care for it's not something that they would ordinarily opt into but it's where all their friends happen to be 
or it's where that guild that they wanted to join is, or that's, you know, I mean, that's some my other guild reason. Is PvP server and right. I, I don't. I'm not necessarily opposed to PvP servers. I actually kind of have been enjoying it, but right. but there are some um, people who are like, yeah. I would have never rolled on this server, but I had to because this is where my friends are. So, you know, it's not. I mean, obviously you have a choice over what server you can roll on but when the majority of your friends like your real life friends or your internet friends are all on one server obviously you want to go hang out with them and there's only so much that cross realm stuff can do realistically so it's kind of cool that they're doing this whole war mode thing but they are doing something um a little bit different too they are actually going to be revamping the ranking system and bringing that into line with the ranking that they do in other games like in overwatch or starcraft where you have different ranks like gold platinum all that um they didn't have that for world of warcraft before not with just pvp uh arena rankings have always been a thing but we've never actually had like ranking rankings um there's... I mean, they, they had the, like, Warlord stuff back in yeah. Vanilla. Like, that yeah. was pretty much the closest equivalent. And, it, again, that that's been wasn't ages. even Yeah, it wasn't even the same equivalent, though, because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like you were being, you know, grouped with people or whatever. You know, there was nothing like that going on. And the rewards were... <laughs> Vanilla PvP was something else. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that, because otherwise we will be here for over another hour or so while I talk about the ins and outs of this ladder system that was way back when anyway uh they're still going to have their own titles so you know the whole challenger rival duelist all of that those are still going to exist but they're also going to bucket players in rankings kind of like they do with overwatch or starcraft using the same labels where you you know you've got gold platinum that kind of thing so that it's kind of similar across the board where you know you know what you're getting into as far as ranking goes and you know what those rankings mean they're easily identifiable when you see them um the other thing that they're doing is they're switching around the eye level rewards a little bit because the way that it's been working in legion is that the eye level rewards for progressing have been kind of low in comparison to other stuff that you can get more easily like like pve stuff you mean yeah it's just there wasn't there wasn't a lot of incentive to go pvp it was like yeah you get pvp specific rewards but these rewards really don't feel very good you know what i mean yeah i mostly do the pvp rewards for the transmog right well the other cool thing that's coming along with that is that you're going to be okay you're going to be i can't talk today you're going to be rewarded incrementally as you progress so basically like you you'll be getting as you get like appearances and things like that right now it's like you get 2000 rating you get an appearance right yeah okay they're changing it so that it's actually doled out over time and as you gain a new rank you get a new piece and it's immediately available you don't have to wait for it you don't have to wait till the end of the season so it's some something that that sounds sort of like what they were aiming for with the talents and the like pet reward system with honor ranks a little little bit bit, but a a more meaningful yeah this is more meaningful because you're actually getting stuff that you can use out of it and it's not just stuff like oh here's a pet here's a whatever it's no you're getting gear and stuff like that and you're getting appearances and stuff like that and you don't have to wait until the end of a season for all of it to count which i really i appreciate i think that that's actually a better way to do it um so people are actually encouraged to keep playing throughout the season instead of just you know grind it out to a certain point and then you know stop no you're going to keep getting stuff as you go along and that stuff is actually going to have some kind of value now some of the rewards like the season gladiator mounts and and maybe even the titles are not sure yet those are all going to still be rewarded at the end of a season you're not going to get those immediately upon uh, obtaining whatever rank but the other rewards that you can get, the appearances and things like that, those you're going to get as you rank up. So I kind of like that too. Um, it's basically the way that they seem to be working this is just they're kind of ironing out everything and they're giving PVPers more of an incentive to keep playing as you go along. You know what I, I mean? I mean, that's sort of how PVE is. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, Quick note, uh, since I, I mentioned talents, um, those are, and I think we mentioned this somewhere, but just as a reminder, those are being given as you level from level 1 to 120. 
So right now it was, as you get honor ranks, mm -hmm. you get honor talents, but uh, in the expansion it's just going to be kind of in addition to the normal talents you get every 15 levels, every you know X levels you're going to get uh, a new honor talent. So by max level you'll have all the honor talents, which is you know probably another reason they're trying to find another reward system is because you're already going to have the talents if you're at max level. And that's not going to be, you know, something. It's not going to be much of a reward. There's not going to be a reward yeah. for that. It doesn't count as a reward. I like the fact that they're splitting everything up. I really like the fact that they're actually giving you the rewards instead of making you wait until the end of the season. Like they're actually doling that yeah. stuff out as you go. Because, um, quite frankly, I mean, and I'm approaching this from a PVE player perspective, right? When I finish mm -hmm. a quest, I want my loot. I don't want to have to wait until the end of a storyline to get all of my loot at once. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like I just, I just thought about ridiculous. that equivalent. That would be awful. It's like it's like you do the entirety of Suramar, and when you're done with that, that's when you get the pile of loot. Like no, no, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like that's just kind of nonsensical. So I like the fact that they're going to be doling it out. The other thing that I really like is I just I like the idea of war mode. I like the idea of being able to go into a city and just saying, "Yep, I want to fight other people," and then you can go fight other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the um, fact that leveling in on a PvP enabled world is possible, and you'll be surrounded by other people who are there just like you are to do the same thing, which is murder the heck out of each other cheerfully. That's cool. Speaking yeah, of which, it's... though, you are going to be getting an experience boost for enabling more mode. Yeah, which... yeah I believe it's about 15%. It, which is it's 15% it's... right now. Yeah. Um, I That could very well it's change. It's on beta. Yeah. Keep in mind but that it's... this is on the beta. Yeah. The, point, the purpose of it is to basically compensate for the fact that you're constantly being interrupted while questing to be murdered by other people. That is basically the, yeah. the point. The, the, biggest, yeah. the biggest problem with being on a PvP server, and my problem with it always wasn't even. I didn't care so much. Like, I, I actually like. Uh, I think it was yeah. It was Mister Pandaria and part of of Warlords. I was on a PvP server, and I didn't. My problem wasn't that I was had to PvP. My problem was that I could never get anything done. Like it was just continuous. Like I was playing a prot warrior at the time, so people couldn't kill me until like six of them showed up. But it was just impossible to get anything done. I was like, I'm trying to do a quest here. My guild needs me to level up fast so I can tank. Would you stop attacking me? I, oh my god! I am you're... really interested to see how this goes because I I very much want to level with war mode. One for the XP, two for the talents because the honor talents are freaking amazing. But I've never leveled on a PvP server, especially not at launch. Um, which you know me, I like to go crazy and level it's to max as soon as possible. So you have fun with that, and and that's exactly what I'm <laughs> I'm wondering. How much fun, quote unquote, am I going to have? Yeah, I, I never so really enjoyed fun. it, but yeah, for for me, it wasn't particularly enjoyable. And there's a lot, there's a ton of stuff to on the beta to talk about, and the problem is that we don't like, we only have so much time. But uh, I don't want to talk about spoilers, but I do want to mention that the Maghar introductory quests text has been data mined. <laughs> And it's 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 up there. If you if you want to know what it is, go find it. We're not uh, going to talk I'm, about it here. No, we're not. I I am in the midst of working on an opinion piece about that because who boy? Yeah, it's I, a piece your, of work. Your opinion is going to be diametrically opposed to mine. So I know, one. and so, I cannot wait to see how you and probably Alex react. But uh, I don't think Alex and I will react the same. Uh, quite frankly, it's a it's a thing. Uh, it's major spoilers. Um, but yeah, it's it's a thing. Go. The What's really thing, interesting? The only oh, thing that I have to say about all of this data mining stuff, and I did go look at the Maghar stuff. There's other okay, stuff I, that I, I haven't looked at yet. I, I did go look at that stuff. Um, and the only thing that I have to say is that keep in mind that all of this stuff is being data mined from beta and nothing is finalized. So don't get too super upset about things because they are still changeable until the moment Battle for Azeroth is released. For That's me, what it's I will also, say. <laughs> the only thing I'll say, which is different from what you're going to say, is that keep in mind that narrators are not necessarily reliable into what's actually going on. If, if people are saying they're doing this to us, it doesn't necessarily follow that they are actually doing those things to them. It, it can look different from different perspectives. One group can think, oh, yes, this is how it is. And another group can be like, are you out of your mind? That's not at all how it is. 
and if you want a good example of that in the live game right now, Cataclysm's revamp to the Barons is very much a, they said one thing, we said another, and each of them have their differing perspectives type situation. Yeah. It, it's also, uh, Blizzard could very well be trolling us with the dialogue because they don't want to reveal stuff. I don't think in this case they are. Like, maybe no. bits of it are different. It feels um, a little too cohesive for it, that to me. It, exactly. But, you know, if you see something data mined, don't take it at face value until, you know, it's out on live but have fun yeah, speculating about it and discussing they've it. also they've also done some stuff on the on the global cooldown they've been working on that throughout this entire beta process the alpha and the beta and they're still working on it some abilities have been put on the gcd that are going to come off for instance uh, i believe the ones they mentioned were heroic leap um disengage for hunters and i forget what the third one was i think it was uh, the like a grappling hook ability but i'm not sure but movement type abilities like that that have a reticule like a targeting reticule, those are getting taken off, uh, as is also disengage. And they're, they're basically still working on that process, still iterating on the global cooldown. So, Wait, we're not going to get those anymore? They're being taken off the global cooldown. Oh, off the global cooldown, okay. Right now, on the beta, they are on thought... the global cooldown, and they're, they're taking them off because it's a little bit too disruptive to Keep use them. Keep in mind that I got up very early this morning, but I thought for a second there that you were saying that those abilities were being removed altogether. Oh, God. I was, just... I was about to, like, have an aneurysm. Trust me. <laughs> if, if they were removing an heroic aneurysm. Lead, yeah. <laughs> if they were removing uh-huh. heroic lead, I'd be the one throwing a fit. I know, yeah. right? Well, I mean, disengage is great. And then the grappling hook, they just added the grappling hook to Outlaws. I love grappling like, in Legion, so, so why would you get rid of that when it was, like, the coolest and, uh, thing? Anyway, okay. So off the global cooldown. That's fine. That's Because right now, right now they're on it on testing, but... And they're still they're still working on what abilities are going to be on and what abilities aren't going to be on because they as they said in their they did a big thing on their their uh, Q and A they talked about it quite a bit one of the things the points Ian has of course just made was that they knew this would be unpopular and that doesn't mean they're ignoring feedback from people who don't like it because they knew it wasn't going to feel great for everybody involved they're not ignoring feedback but at the same time they feel like it's a change that needs to be happening now so that down the road they don't have any further consequences like one of the points they made was that pvp right now is extremely dependent on cooldowns like if you if you don't have multiple usable at once cooldowns to burst people down you're basically just playing defense until they come back up and that's I, one of the things they want to change and get away from yeah. and i understand there's other also problems for it in pve i'm not saying i necessarily agree with their thinking or decisions i'm just saying this is what they've laid out yeah yeah. Um, right now, I am firmly on the fence on this because uh, Fury, on the Warriors, Fury Warriors really do need cooldowns right now. It is our big thing. So when you take them away, you don't let us stack them. You need to buff their damage, and they haven't done so yet. Blizzard needs to get in the damage pass and jack up Fury Warrior damage if you want them to even be remotely competitive after you've done this because and that, that might that may not be the only class but it's the class i care about i'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you how shadow priests need help i don't know anything about shadow priests i played one for five minutes the other day <laughs> um but did you have it, fun it is, oh no god no. <laughs> okay. I was it was oh, god no <laughs> it was literally the worst thing i've done in quite some time i was i was trying i was trying to get a, i was trying to get a transmog of a knife to talk to me for you know, it, it wouldn't do it because I couldn't get the transmog to happen. So I'm sitting there. I'm so proud of you. you know, but at any rate, once I had that horrible experience, I went back to playing melee characters and I was happy again. Uh, but it, it is one of those situations where, you know, this is a change that is going to take some getting used to and you have to be rebalanced. But they're still working on it as they're doing raid testing, as they're doing various class overhauls. I think rogues have been seeing some some changes now. They did a, a big Death Knight overhaul a little while ago, and I think rogues are the current ones getting focused. So yeah, that's yeah. all happening. I mean, it seems like almost every build, maybe every other build, we're getting new ones taken off and added on to the global cooldown. So it's a, it's very clearly under constant iteration. It's an ongoing process. It's not it's not by any means finalized yet. And um, as we get closer to the release date for the expansion, I mean, what they're doing right now is basically it's technical fiddling. It's number fiddling is what they're doing. And yeah seeing what works and what doesn't work um this is something that they've been wanting to do it's just it's going to require more than one pass to get it right obviously so um if you are playing on the beta 
keep giving them your feedback on the forums and whatnot because they are looking at that kind of thing to gauge where something may or may not need to be tweaked. And if you are giving feedback, make sure you're kind of specific with it and you don't just say, my class sucks now because that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> yeah, but if you say something like, for instance, the change to the movement abilities came from a lot of feedback that's like, look, specifically you've, you've made it to the point where we can't use Heroic Leap anymore. Like, I, I, when am I ever going to get a chance to use this? I, I, I can't use it to get out of a situation because then I freeze myself out of doing anything once I get out of the situation. Same thing with disengage, so, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, disengage. These are, you know, abilities people are using to escape from situations. And again, and, you know, they're listening to the feedback on this. They went ahead and changed it. So it's not, they are listening to people. They just need specifics. And they may agree with that feedback. They may not. But it gives them something to be looking at and go, hey, maybe we should make a change to this particular thing. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Also, uh, really brief before we move on, on the on the beta right now, they've basically gotten almost all of Old Ear uh, during, is in testing rotation to some degree. We've seen the, uh, the various fights to some extent. We know what each boss at least can do to a degree. Uh, so that's moving along. Um, there's also some dungeons being tested. So testing is continuing, and it's, Old Ear looks creepy. I'll just say that this this is getting. Up I haven't there had a chance to take a good look at it, but I've from the see, feel of yeah. the zones and everything like that, it it seemed like something I would enjoy. Gahoon I, is one heck of a weird boss, man. I can't <laughs> I can't decide which of the dungeons is my favorite so far, but from an just purely aesthetic standpoint, Waycrest? oh Waycrest Manor. Waycrest Manor is so cool. It's like it's I, like I actually it's like doing it a dungeon, but the dungeon is the haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't actually run it yet, but I, I you know, again, I've done all of Drustvar, and I think I've praised Drustvar about a million times now on the show. It's so but good. it's it's a continuation of that storyline, and it just I've seen. I think they added. I don't know if they added or if this was something Peculia was just tweeting for fun. But there's like creepy pictures there's in pictures, Waycrest Manor. There's, there's all kinds of just little environmental details here, there, and everywhere. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The bosses are fun and the trash is fun and all that stuff. I'm just talking about when you go in and you take a good look around, that place is just stunning. And it's not the only one. I mean, they no. really upped their game with just the design, this expansion, um, both on Colteris and on Zandalar as well. Because the Zandalar stuff is just phenomenal um one second you're in a place that's like covered in blood and there's all kinds of sacrifice stuff going so on it's so gross and nasty. creepy gross and creepy and weird and the next minute you're going through this swamp wonderland to frog heaven and it's all sparkles and magic and it's just like it's so good <laughs> I, yeah i can't even it's it's so good you guys <laughs> really right, well as much as I hate to cut us off. We're at the point where if we're going to do any emails at all, we got to try and do them now. So uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch so we know it's for this show. Um, Anne's going to read them for us. Uh, I think maybe we can do one or two, but we're going to give it a shot. So, we'll do Anne? a couple of quick ones here. Uh, first one is from Idina, who says, Dear Watchers, can you confirm to me that the class mounts are not being taken out once Battle for Azeroth launches? It's only the artifact weapons we need to earn the appearance of for the transmog of them going forward, right? Love, Idina. Proud patron. Terakar EU. Yes, you'll still be able to get the class mounts. They aren't involved in any kind of challenge aspect anything. It's just quests that you do. For your class hall they're not removing the class hall quests or anything like that um i think the only thing is just those random artifact appearances right it's the, it's the just, plus, yeah. plus 15 during legion mythic. and the yes plus 15 mythic dungeon in yeah. the time mage and tower. the mage tower for you know it's, isn't you have to do it for, on all specs isn't balance you, of power or whatever isn't that no, one balance no? of power is staying yeah, that I think we I can't remember if it was with you guys or someone else that was discussing this. I thought it was I thought it was required during this expansion. Um but you can get balance of power later on oh, okay. uh, post legion, yeah. but you do need to get the plus 15 done during, during this, which is the like third color tint of that balance of power tier. Yeah, oh, if gotcha. you don't get if you don't do plus 15 mythic, then one of the four possible colors for of your balance, uh, of, balance power. of power okay. will be locked out. You have okay. to do it 
in this time to do that. Yeah. But everything else, everything else, you can do balance of power after the expansion. So yeah, class mounts yeah. you don't have to worry about. You'll be able to get those whenever. And if you don't happen to have all of them for every single class, it's okay. Level a class through Legion later. Um, yeah. The whole conundrum thing with allied races being added to the game post Legion means that it would kind of stink if like <laughs> if like you had you had mounts for every class except a druid because you were waiting for Colterans to become available so you could roll a Colterian druid and then you couldn't get the druid mount on your Colterian druid because you waited too long but the you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that would suck. Okay. So that's why I think usually when they restrict things it's because either a it's a legendary thing like the legendary cloaks that you got that took all expansion to get in Mists of Pandaria those those were a challenge and it was a lengthy challenge that covered the course of the expansion so yeah they were going to take those out because the people that earned them worked really hard on earning those it's the same thing with like the mage tower stuff right you yeah really have to know your stuff to beat the mage tower challenge so you know props to people that have finished that i haven't even touched it because i, I don't even know if i could do it <laughs> i need to look don't even that. don't the the healer ones are a giant pain um but yeah the, i need to look the... into that but it takes skill to get those done so you know to keep that as something it was something special that you earned while this content was relevant it's not something you can go in and cheese later same thing with mythic 15s you know this is something it's a challenge that was specifically for this expansion and these people worked really hard to get it done while it was current content the the challenge to the plus 15 it it gets easier and easier the closer we get to battle for azeroth just because gear levels are higher mm -hmm. um the Mage Tower ones, it gets easier with gear, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. And, and some of the ones, even with gear, like, again, the, the healer ones are just a pain in the butt. You really have to know your class. You just, you really have to know your class. Um, yeah. Spec, too. Not not necessarily just class, but the specific, the specific spec you are doing it on because you... This is true. <laughs> yeah, you have, like, and again, to reiterate, if, if you want it, uh, the Mage Tower appearance... It's per spec. Like, if you get it on your... Uh, since I'm on my Warlock right now, if I got it on my Warlock doing the Affliction one, I still would not have the Destruction or Demonology appearances next expansion. I have to do all three challenges to unlock them. Ew! That means that I would have to do... Yeah. Oh. You'd have to do Outlaw, Sub, and Assassination if you I'm wanted tempted. all three. I'm tempted to do it on Outlaw just because I really like the way that I, weapon looks. That's the reason I'm playing my Warlock right now. I know we're getting a little off topic, but I really want the Affliction appearance, and Outlaw is the next one after that that I want for characters. After that, I'm kind of mad looks, about it them. It looks but so it's good. So, it, yeah. Anyway, to answer your question, Idina, no, you don't have to worry about class mount being taken out. They are going to stay put. Um, we have time for one more email, and there's another one here that's pretty quick, so we'll just jump down to that. Um this is from Zadus who says, General podcast question. Do you think it would ever work to have a small raid that worked the same way as the Broken Shore intro scenario? That is, having both an alliance and a horde team attacking the boss simultaneously. I'm thinking something like the Malagos fight or Magtheridon's Lair, not a multi-boss raid. So like a I think, single, single yeah. boss raid. I think about this would work better for a world boss. Yeah. And less for, like, the problem with doing it in an instant situation is getting them both in there and having, you know, you have to assemble both raids before you let people go. And, and not everybody raids know. at the same it time It would have to be night. something you queue for, yeah. almost by nature, just because... Yeah. It would have to be like LFR. Be, yeah. yeah. It would have to be like an LFR thing, and it would have to be an LFR thing where it has, like, say, you have to have at least 10 on one side, and then you have to have the same amount on the other side. So there are there are technical challenges to that that would have to be addressed. So I think it would be easier to do as a world boss, where you just let anybody tag it, whether it was Horde or Alliance, just anybody who hits it tags it, and you can go, and you can do it whatever you want. But that being said, uh, could it work? Yeah, it could work. Um, you it know, seems unlikely in Battle for Azeroth. Yeah, Battle just, for Azeroth does not feel like the the raid the expansion for this particular raid idea. Yeah, but, yeah um, and if if it's a high level of coordination required too, like if it's anything beyond that Broken Shore difficulty or LFR difficulty, and even LFR difficulty, it's questionable. Like you run the risk of if you have two coordinated raid teams 
you know, one horde and one alliance, or you have one coordinated raid team and the other one is a troll raid team, like literally or you know, figuratively. Um, <laughs> it doesn't you, necessarily mean it's made yeah, of troll players. Yes, you you could have well, you could have a raid of trolls that trolls the alliance raid on the other side and like intentionally doesn't do mechanics and it, it could. Again, that's me, you know, not thinking the best of people. Um, no, but it, but there's, the, there's the potential for that sort of thing to happen because you're not in the same guild and you're not um, same faction, especially. Like, there's no incentive for the other side to coordinate with you. But it, it it's a cool idea. I, I like it as an idea. I don't know how it would be executed. I really like that part of the Broken Shore scenario. I thought it was really visually kind of cool that... You know, you were on Alliance character running up to go find Tyrion, all that other stuff. And you could see off in the distance the Horde side, like a, a giant group of Horde players coming up the other side. Yeah, um, and, and like Sylvanas exchanging quips with uh, Varian. Like, it was all really like cool. Beyond, beyond like the cinematics and things like that, though, it was just, it was kind of cool that you could glance over and see players all the way over there doing stuff on the other faction side, like simultaneously. Yeah. Um, it felt like, you know, the factions were attacking from two fronts. It was really cool. Um, could that work in a raid? I think that if you were going to do that, that would be something that should be done at the point where you say, okay, we're just going to let Alliance players and Horde players raid together. We're just going to allow yeah. cross-faction raiding. I, I mean, you could also do sort of like a Caverns of Time thing where it's your raid group but like half of it has to be split up uh, somewhere else, and you know they have to put on the guise of the alliance or the horde or whatever. I, I mean that sort of I think ruins the spirit of you know what you were asking. But it, it would be a way to do that in a coordinated raid group, um, at least aesthetically. And you know if you wanted to provide the story there, but then well, then the you've got thing, one. Though. No, it's no. not. It's not. But. Yeah, the problem with the idea is there are a lot of reasons why it might not work. Honestly, the Broken Shore actually points to one possible way to do it as a raid which is not to have your group actually raiding the same bosses with the other side but to just literally see them occasionally like you're up here raiding these bosses they're down there raiding those bosses problem with that is that you know you'd have to figure out okay do we get the same bosses eventually do you know what you know who do we fight do we like team up what do we do here? You know, I have an just idea, and it's a weird idea. If they could pull it off. I have a weird idea. What if there was a raid where you had an alliance side and a horde side, like on the Broken Shore, and you're both racing to get to the end? That would... <sighs> what if when you get to the end, the raid you're going to be facing is the other raid? I know, right? What if that's the there, fight? There are these things, like things like this. But I think that'd would be, be a really PvP cool. raid, and that that I don't know how well that would fly. They've talked things about like this doing are that, really though. cool, though. Yeah. In in like a BlizzCon setting, like they've done these sort of races. I think as an actual source of progression, it would be uh, very frustrating, it. and I, it would I cause think it a would lot have of to be almost like a rated battlegrounds or whatever the other one is, where you can actually challenge another guild. Like it would have to be that sort of thing. Like in addition to the main raid content, where you you can totally opt to do it. If you don't want to make PV, if you if you don't want to do it as part of PVE progression, you don't have to. But if you want to I'm challenge another like, team, yeah, I'm thinking like a, a situation where it's like you're both racing to get to the end because there's two treasure chests at the end, and whichever raid team gets there first gets the big one. And then the second runner-up gets the smaller one. So one team gets a lot of loot. One team gets maybe not quite as much loot. So there's an incentive to get to the end faster or to, like, perform yeah. better. But that doesn't, again, that's just, like, that's, two yeah, raids that's, going that's actually, simultaneously. That's yeah. not necessarily them working together. And, and speedrunning always runs into this issue. And this has actually happened in, well, not I don't know, happened exactly. But with the MDI where people, speedrunning inherently kind of... Um, motivates people to be jerks ex exploit be jerks try to find mm. you know stuff that's right on the edge of exploits Weasily, and uh, squirrely things to get around stuff yeah and I, I think if you have two raids you know competing against each other eventually not even eventually very shortly it would one raid would be like they they definitely used a cheat on this boss and then blizzard would have to look into it and figure out if they actually did cheat fix the cheat and then you know another team would find a different cheat and so on and so forth 
In it's short, lots of cool it's, ideas. It sounds like a cool idea in concept, but in practice, I don't know if it would work. Yeah. Which is exactly. kind of a bummer because, like I said, that moment on the Broken Shore was pretty cool. I kind of liked that. I thought it was pretty great. Anyway, I think that's all the time we have for emails this week, but that's okay. We will go ahead and roll the other ones into next week's email list. Uh, again, if you enjoy our show, consider checking out Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. Every new subscription supports our show and everything that we do. You can try the service. It's a one-week free trial. Subscriptions start at two ninety-nine a month, and they add new shows every week. So, you know, if documentaries are your kind of thing, consider checking them out. That's blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience thank you very much ann uh this has been blizzard watch if you have an email for the show please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with uh either podcast or blizzard watch in the subject line so we know it's for this show uh thank you guys very much for listening we like doing the show and we're so glad you're all here with us every week we'll be back next week We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.